going tonight, everybody. We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're back with the final episode of our Treat Ourselves category. And Fox did the treating this week. Ah, yes, I did. One that had been in my treat window shopping uh, cart for quite a while. Hmm. And it's Ken Russell's Lair of the White Worm. I'd never heard of this movie till you picked it, or Ken Russell. Being honest, I was only aware of it because Amazon kept telling me I'd like it. <laughs> no name kind of drew me in. I like that name. It's a cool name. Apparently Ken Russell's kind of a big deal, though. I was looking. A couple of his are actually on my watch list as well that I didn't even realize were his. Oh, like what? Uh, Altered States is the big one. And then I just threw Savage Messiah on there, too. Man, he's got great names for his movies. He does. He's got a really weird shtick, too. I was kind of reading about him. His uh, main, his M.O. is doing biopics about famous composers, but putting in a bunch of gratuitous sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would not ever guess that from this. Well, I might have guessed part of it. I almost get like a British Tarantino vibe from him. I wouldn't go that far. Well, not from this. No. No, oh, no, no. I see. We're going to spoil this one. So if you don't want the uh, Lair of the White Worm spoiled, go watch it and come back. Yep. What a, I got to say the like splash art whatever cover on imdb for this movie is nuts it's so bad <laughs> like go look it up i love it i can't even explain it but the poster yeah the little thumbnail here oh man it's terrible <laughs> with amanda donahoe coming out of the basket yeah and the shadow of the snake apparently the credits are like right to the left of her but you have to zoom in to see it but yeah, we're going to spoil it, um, so if you don't want that, come on back once you've watched it, but let's let's just jump into it, I guess. What'd you guys think? Lair of the White Worm. I was entertained, I, I will say. I was amused. There were many sensible chuckles from me. Everything Donahoe said was gold in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she was cracking me up the entire time. <laughs> she was my favorite part of this movie, just her performance. What's this movie about, by the way, um, before we get too far? Well, it's about the lair of the white worm, obviously, I should think. Oh, makes perfect sense. What yes. more could it be about? Would you like a rundown? Yes, let's do that before we get too deep into it. Fine, as if they need to know. They've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure they have. <laughs> when an archaeologist uncovers a strange skull in a foreign land, the residents of a nearby town begin to disappear, leading to further inexplicable occurrences. What? A foreign land. A few miles up the road. <laughs> yeah, the UK, wasn't it, or something there? Yeah, yeah. It'd just be like a Scotsman <laughs> uncovers a skull in the UK. That makes it sound like a fantasy movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like in someone's backyard is where they find it. Yeah, literally in a backyard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just like this movie. 
would say that kind of sums up, yeah, some of the humor in this movie. I wasn't sold at first on the humor, but it grew on me towards the end. I just start laughing a bit. I wasn't so sure. I was kind of like, oh boy, what are we in for here? But yeah, it just gets so crazy and weird, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I kind of like it now. It does get a little bizarre. Once Donahoe shows up is when it starts the click, and you're like, all right, at least for me, anyways. Yeah, I would say that's when I was sold. Yeah, she plays Sylvia, a snake woman who worships a big worm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I was sold by her performance, but not really the other cast members and stuff going on in this in this movie. She was very entertaining, and everything with her was cool for me, but this movie gets a little, like, I want to say subliminal at times, and... It's like messaging it kind of does in some sequences. Like the weird green screen or like the... Like when, um, I forget this, I want to say it's the sister first touches the ooze after Donahoe spit on it. And it like shows, I guess, the history of the white worm. Maybe that, is that what that was? Or like a ritual they did. A ritual like hail Satan and the white worm. I don't know. It did that a few times with people's dreams and stuff, and I wish they would have went either full-on with that or full-on with the humor for me, because it kind of got a little jumbled for me. We should talk about the mythology, but I I see what you mean, Mike. Uh, Pretty much everybody else plays it straight um, the entire way through, um, except for Amanda Donahoe. (laughs) Yeah, and she was fantastic. Yeah, she makes this movie 100% for sure. I did like some of the other characters, though, too. Like the, the like, pompous lord guy. I thought he was pretty funny. James. <laughs> Just the way he acted was so, like, over-the-top pompous. Even though he's playing it straight for the most part was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like most of them besides... I didn't really like the person who played Mary. I wasn't a big fan of her. Which sister is that? The blonde one who's dating the archaeologist. Yeah, I didn't like Mary so much. I thought she was kind of annoying. Um, she felt like she's kind of just like yelling the whole time. Yeah, I think there was something weird with the sound too. It kind of noticed like people overdubbing their lines. It kind of sounded like it was a little off um, for most of the movie. I got used to it, but at the beginning it was very jarring, especially with like her character and the archaeologist dude. There was one really noticeable one where she was like yelling and her expression did not match the yelling. It sounded to me like they definitely like weren't in the same room or like recording like they were talking to other people um, a lot at the start of this. It does get better once you get used to it. And I, I do think it gets better near the end of the film. But at the start, yeah, it was really jarring. <laughs> I kind of liked all that weird trippy stuff, though, with, like, yeah, the the psychedelic, like, visions and stuff. I thought that was cool. I think they could have done a lot more with that, honestly, because yeah, it was weird. I agree. It was weird. It just felt out of place with the rest of the movie for me, I think, was what was going on. I would have rather preferred they went full on with it or backed off on it a little bit. Kind of made me think of, like, cheesy, like, American slasher movies that have, like, a lore, like, some of the later, uh, like, Friday the 13th, where, like, people are being goofy, 
but people are playing it straight. And there's some stuff that is kind of creepy, but it's just so absurd and ridiculous that it's kind of funny. Well, there's like, yeah, there's the one with like the snake um, and there's like a guy being crucified and there's all these nuns and knights running in um, and doing things. It's like really weird. There's other, there's another one towards the end that's pretty similar. I think we get like flashes of like nuns and the crucifix and the big snake crawling all over him. Uh, but then there's that one in the middle with like the airport. Oh, when he was having his dream. Yeah. I did not like that one as much. I did not. <laughs> it's like, what, are, what is this? This doesn't match the other visions we've seen at all. He was having a dream about both of the women that he's yes. found attractive. <laughs> I that did. Was... I got that. <laughs> you got to pick the right one. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> but, but there's like no, like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like there's a love triangle there. Like that. <laughs> I feel like it would have made more sense if they had he'd been like trying to decide who to go with or something. He was thinking about it just to himself. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only conflict I get out of it though is from the dream, <laughs> and it's like, well, he never makes like a decision or anything really uh, in real life. Don't even get the vibe that he but it had it kind of crossed his mind. Maybe a little bit. I guess he did meet up with Sylvia, but yeah, like when they when he met up with her for the first time. There's some some sexual tension there for sure. <laughs> and that's what triggered it for him. He's like, oh man, I like this um the sister character, but man, the snake lady's getting me going or whatever. <laughs> I'm interested in snakes now. <laughs> I just think they could have played that up a lot more if that was they made such a big deal of it with this dream, but I didn't really feel like that was a big crux to the his character arc at all. They had to cut a bunch of sex scenes. It was going to get an NC-17 rating. <laughs> that makes sense. It's probably there just so they could have the two females wrestle with each yes. other in the flight attendant outfits. I'm, I'm more with you on that one, TV. It kind of felt unnecessary to me. I didn't find it that funny. I mean, a lot of this movie, I think, is very, um, not like exploitive, maybe that is the word, but you know, there's a lot of nudity, there's a lot of, fa not fan service, that's not the right word, but you know what I'm getting at. There's a lot of nudity, and it's like, gratuitous. I would say this movie's very gratuitous. Um, <laughs> like at the end, when she <laughs> walks out <laughs> with the big old snake thing on. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that, that stuff worked for me. That was good, but, um... That one just pushed it too far, I think. It's like, okay, well, there's real, literally, that is the only reason we're watching this, is to watch the wrestle. <laughs> it's showcasing his inner turmoil. He doesn't know which one he should hook uh -huh. up with. They should have just wrestled in, like, real life, if they were going to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. A little more stuff happening, like, on screen, I think would have made this better for me. Instead of all this kind of, like, subliminal messaging in a dream or telling i guess the history of the white worm through these flashbacks that are kind of trippy weird green screen which i mean i liked that stuff it was cool but it felt out of place i don't know it was just a lot of people talking for most of the movie <laughs> yeah see i wish they would have like explored and found more of like the history of the white worm when they were exploring the cave you know it, it feels like a lot of stuff is not happening when they're just talking um throughout the movie and donahoe is not on screen 
That stuff I could, you know, like pass on that. But the Donahoe stuff was great. <sighs> Loved all that. And the end when they actually bring in the white worm. That was pretty fun. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, it was great. That white worm looked awesome. It did, except the downfall of uh, Donahoe's character was like the lamest thing ever. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> so goofy. I thought a lot of the effects actually in this looked really good. Yeah, I mean, the subliminal weird like dream sequences, you know, they look weird but I, it works with what they're doing i feel like you know because it is so like trippy and strange uh but i think like yeah like the gore effects and stuff are really really good like when um one of the i think it's uh the mom who goes missing um they like chop her in half and her like legs are like kicking around and she's like rolling around in half it, that was really cool that was good yeah, all the practical stuff was pretty good, I thought, too. Especially, like, their snake fangs and everything on the actual people. It was, it was good. It was scared me a couple times when, like, a jump scare. I think it was when, yes, yeah, the mom. They find the mom just sitting there that had gone missing, and they finally find her. And all of a sudden, it's, like, just jumps to her face with the fangs out and makes that noise. I, was, I like, leaped in my seat. I was like, oh, jeez. Me, too. <laughs> yeah, the... The movie has a kind of cool aesthetic to it, the 80s style, and um, a lot of the sets look really good, like of Donahoe's house. Um, there's one where she, she lures back the Boy Scout guy and takes him to this bathtub set. It's like a jacuzzi, and the set looks amazing. I mean, <laughs> she like drowns him in there or something, but the set looks cool. And yeah, a lot of the aesthetics of this movie I did appreciate. Yeah. You know, we were talking about... You said Fox reminded you like Tarantino a little. Well, not this movie, I guess you said, but oh, just like the director's attitude towards like weirdness and doing everything different. Gotcha. Yeah, this kind of reminded me of like um, Stuart Gordon, like with a uh, Reanimator or um, From Beyond. Ooh, a little bit. yeah. Or even Dagon, I guess. Yeah, like it's kind of like a mishmash of all of those with like the weird, uh, yeah, um, gratuitous stuff. There's like a cult. I really got that vibe, which I, I like Stuart Gordon stuff a lot. So I was kind of happy as the movie progresses. I started to see where it was going. I was like, oh, that's one of these movies. OK, I, I could watch this. <laughs> it did remind me of his stuff, too, but more to I'm not a huge fan of his stuff, but this was more to my liking, I think, than what he's done that I've seen anyways. I think I'm the opposite. Completely get what you're saying there, TV, but. I liked From Beyond better, uh, but I did get From Beyond vibes from this. Yeah, I'm not sure if this ever like reached the, the levels that I liked with Stuart Gordon, but I think it actually does get kind of close. It does with some of the stuff. It's not too weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's weird, weird, but it's not like, it's not like reanimator weird levels. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's pretty weird with its like lore and the worm and all this stuff. Man, we should talk about that because I—that's interesting. I think <laughs> we should. I'm not sure I quite understood it. Yeah, what the deal with this worm is? From what I picked up, like the little snake god that they are worshiping was the one in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. But if you're using Christian Christianity, then the snake's supposed to be satan right so that doesn't work <laughs> unless the snake is satan or like 
I don't know. I was confused by it. Or if, I mean, Christianity was wrong, you know, if the Bible just wrote, called it Satan and the worm was just its own thing. Could be that. Yeah. I don't know. And then, well, and it's like they talk about like, yeah, Jesus um, cru- getting crucified and he, what happened with these nuns? What were they talking about? That they like built a church over the temple to this worm and that's why the they hate Christianity or something like that. Yeah. They tried to turn it into like a holy place for the convent. Yeah, it's cool. I do like the little hints and stuff they give about the the mythology. That's probably the stuff I found most interesting was just this worm. It is a cool idea. I wish they would have like the other characters would have explored and found out more about that as it went on. Um, I think that would have made it a more kind of like cohesive movie for me instead of them just kind of wandering around and gabbing. And I I did find some stuff funny with them, though. Like, usually I don't like this, but there's a scene where the archaeologist is at that party at the beginning, and he's just pounding these, like, worm-looking foods while he's saying lines of dialogue while they're hanging out of his mouth. I was like, you know, that's kind of fitting for the white worm movie. <laughs> but there's a few things like that. But for the most part, I feel like those characters kind of got not much to do in the story. I I was kind of surprised that I think his name's Angus, the archaeologist guy. Like, he kind of gets to have his face the face off with the white worm when the James, the landlord, his family line is, you know, famous for slaying the white worm originally. <laughs> I was right. like, surely James is the one who's going to defeat the worm, but no, he's kind of like out in a cave, like with a bunch of dudes like smoking out the worm. I guess. I feel like we're missing something there. You know, that cave. I feel like there's like a whole scene missing from him in the cave. Because he's like, I'm going to go explore the cave and get more lore about the worm. And we never see any of that. We just meet back up with him. And he's like, yep, I smoked out the worm over there. I did my job. <laughs> he's with like a crew of like six dudes. Yeah, I'm like, wait, why are they there? <laughs> like, they, I feel like they, they cut something or something is missing. It does feel like that. Because, yeah, I could go for more cave worm lore. He, like, cuts that one, the sister's mom in half with the Zweihander, or however you say it, which was awesome. And that then was, I was cool. Yeah, I was ready for him to take up the family sword and go fight Donahoe or something. And then, no, he just goes and smokes out the big worm instead. Kind of lame, but we get the awesome scene of... Angus playing his bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was awesome. The best use of bagpipes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I love when he has to take a breath and the guy almost gets him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. When he like plays the bagpipes and runs away playing them into the house that Tonoha chases him. <laughs> Charming all the snake people as he runs, yeah. Man, the way they do that, like... uh what is it? The reveal of that, that they can get charmed, cracked us up so much. Like, the guy starts playing his harmonica, and Amanda Donahoe just drops that glass of whiskey. And we were like, what? What's she doing? Is her head gonna blow up? And then she just starts grooving. They can't resist. Yeah, more of that stuff in the movie for me. More like weird, goofy snake stuff. I think I would have... I appreciated that. There was quite a bit, though, because she's always saying, like, snake puns. 
the entire time. And then like they they played that the snake charmer song on the amps, and she's like in that basket and comes out all in a snake skin getup and starts <laughs> grooving out the door. <laughs> I didn't even think about like in the be- like about halfway through when that sister's walking in the woods and suddenly Amanda Donahoe's up in the tree and she's like, hmm, I saw a kitten up here and now I'm stuck. Like she totally didn't climb up there to get some bird eggs. <laughs> I, I liked how there's a lot of like worm imagery or snake imagery. Like uh, there's like that hose that <laughs> she trips on. Mary trips on right away at the beginning. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think we see that hose a couple times. Like the, the watch like turns all snaky for some reason. Like there's a little little things like that that freak people out. Snakes and ladders. Yeah, <laughs> that had me cracking up too. When the, yeah, just like ordinary objects, but they're like really playing with like the worm imagery, and you're like, it's the worm, it's a sign. Gosh, yeah, all that stuff's really well done. Um, I think I would have been okay if this movie just focused on Donahoe's character, like her preying on the town, trying to find some sacrifices. Like, dump the other characters. I I want more with her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they could have, like, cut down some of the stuff a little bit. Like, I'm not exactly sure what the point of, like, the mom and dad being missing was, except for to just add, like, cannon fodder, I guess. I don't know. To kill later. Um, Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, just have, like, one main character and maybe, like, his girlfriend, like, trying to figure out what's going on rather than having, like, four people running around. Yeah. That being said, I think this movie has a very cult feel to it. Like, this feels like a cult movie to me. It is a cult movie. It's a snake cult movie. (laughs) (laughs) It it just feels like one of those. Like, it's got a good following of it. It sounds like this director kind of makes these movies, maybe. Kind of cult movies. So I guess he does a lot of, like, romance and dramas. And he signed on to make this trilogy of horror movies to get funding to do another sequel to one of his dramas oh interesting i did see this is based off of brom stoker's book is that right yeah loosely Uh, i figured i figured it wasn't exactly right yeah (laughs) huh i thought that was interesting that it was based off some book by stoker himself yeah i guess people said that like or like People had thought for a long time that Ken Russell would be a good director to make that into like an adaptation, weirdly enough. But I don't know anything about the actual book. I think going back on the like story, I think the setup's fine for this. Like an archaeologist uncovers a skull and some Roman crap in the backyard, which that's kind of funny. But and then it brings it goes into the legend of the worm and everything. I think that like setup is fine for it, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Like it kind (laughs) of loses, um, focus on that core group of four characters we have. Like they don't really, aren't really involved that much. They just have to force them to be with some agency with the parents and things like that. Agree. When uh, the archaeologist at the very beginning, he like unearths the skull and lifts it up. And he's like, oh, I don't remember exactly what he does. <laughs> he says, yeehaw. Yeah, yeah, yeehaw. I was like, okay, this seems like a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So, yeah, I think the setup is good. It just kind of loses itself with those characters after the, like, first act and kind of has to share the limelight with Donahoe, and it just kind of loses me along there. And I don't mean for this to sound bad. I did enjoy watching this. I just think, like, it could have been better if it did these things for me. I'm surprised how fast it moves in the first act. Yeah, because he literally, that's, like, the first scene we see is him finding the skull. Like, there's no, like, setup, you know, like, I've been looking for so long, you know, or anything like that. It's just, yeehaw! And he's, like, holding this, this the weird skull, and you're like, oh, we're already finding the worm skull. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. I did have a visual moment from this. There's a shot of the cave of the white worm, and it's, like, just very menacing with the... It's a nature shot of the cave and just the trees and the backdrop, and it just looks so cool. It was such a cool shot. Like that cave that the worm's in, the big opening just kind of jutting out into the landscape. I don't know if that's an actual cave somewhere, but it looks amazing. That was my visual moment. That was a really cool shot. The British countryside does look very nice in this movie. And the cave just looks so out of place. I was like, ooh, this is like some D&D stuff here. There's definitely some treasure hiding in that cave <laughs> or some dark secrets. Man, you know what that reminded me of? That cave and everything? Reminded me of the Ewok adventure. Huh? <laughs> this is a movie I haven't thought of in years. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Man, I'd watch an Ewok white worm crossover. Man, you might as well watch the Ewok adventure then. <laughs> is there a worm in it? No, but there's other monsters they fight in there oh, in a okay. cave. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of get like a adventure feel to it. It kind of reminded me of some like old Godzilla movies where they go tromp around in caves. I think if they would have found like some ruins of the white worm cult from back in the day and they explored and found out more of the lore through that, that's kind of what I was like expecting was going to happen. And then doesn't i think that was kind of why i was kind of like eh, about some of that stuff kind of been like a more indiana jonesy or something indiana jones in the lair of the white worm Ooh, that sounds like it could work so i guess i have a question for you guys maybe i missed this but so donahoe's character is she like possessed by the white worm is she like in constant contact is she the white worm i i don't know if that was clear to me at the end of the movie once they found the actual worm she's a priestess an acolyte of the worm an immortal gotcha yeah because she said she'd been alive for like forever i guess she's been feeding it or something yeah yeah, it seems to give her supernatural powers. She's kind of vampire though, I guess, isn't she? Because she, she, like, drinks people's blood or something. And turns them into snake acolytes, too. Yeah, snake zombies, I guess. They don't seem as stoked about it as her. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, she's, true. <laughs> she's flaunting it. She loves being a snake. I, yeah, I was kind of bummed that the... The cop guy who's getting like transfixed by the bags pipe. He wasn't. He didn't have any fancy moves as he was getting dancing around. <laughs> Save that for Sylvia, I guess. I gotta say, the funniest thing I think in this movie 
was the cop banter when the one cop goes to check out the manor <laughs> at the beginning and he like radios him up he's like i need some backup because like i can't because of <laughs> he had so many excuses i forget what they all were cars in the shop his food's gonna get cold his bike tire needs aired up and he doesn't have an air pump <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was like some classic british humor <laughs> that was so good <laughs> right there and then the guy randomly gets bit by a snake we don't even see it happen <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> I, I was cracking up and then donahoe showed up in her outfit her outfits in this movie were like amazing i thought the costume design was pretty fun like she looks like she's about to go settle a colony somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> when she <laughs> finds the cop there at the start, I was like, "What?" It's playing like uh, reverbed out saxophone, like sexy music in the background as well. And she's sucking yeah. out the venom. Yeah, I was like, "What is this?" When I was watching it. This was before I got sold on the movie. I was like, "I don't know what this movie is." <laughs> that was a good transition. Just for a second, the venom out as he's like drinking, laying back, his shoes kicked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't don't suck out venom from a snake bite, listeners. That's a old myth that is not accurate. It's a good way to get yourself hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to pee on it. <laughs> That's jellyfish. What? Don't pee on a snake bite. Don't put your mouth anywhere near a snake or a snake bite i think donahoe even kind of references that doesn't she have a line when she's about to do it like well if old nature documentaries are to be believed ah. <laughs> she doesn't spit it at the she just swallows it <laughs> and that's when this you're like ah. she loves it <laughs> When Angus drank it, I was pretty grossed out because, like, yeah, he spits it out in the jar, and it was, like, full. I was like, oh, how much of that venom was there? Dang. It was a human-sized snake acolyte. <laughs> I guess that's a lot of venom, yeah. Those are big teeth. They were big teeth. Oh, my God. I hate snakes, by the way. And that, them teeth always freaked me out. And the eyes, oh, <laughs> And the holes in her neck, uh, and I think Mary's neck we see, those were so gross. Yeah, man. They did a good job with the, the snake bite wounds. <laughs> they were nasty. I was very glad that there's only like one scene with an actual snake in it. I was very happy that that was the only one because I could just not look at it. You know, even in that one... I guess, you know, Mary must... Is that, was it Mary who gets chased in that scene right before the cop shows up with the big snake? Yep. Like, okay, obviously snakes are scary. But that bar was pretty high up that it was hanging on. Like, I feel like maybe she could have just ducked, you nope. know, kind of crouched down, maybe. No, I don't no, no. know. <laughs> you see that through. big snake? That's a big snake. He could drop on me and just kill me. I guess so, because Mary's like, no, no. <laughs> No, no. I <laughs> I will confirm her instincts are accurate. <laughs> yep. To my feelings, at least. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, it's kind of like when I see a spider, like, and it's like, I won't be uh, going into that area of the house for a while. Um, okay, that's yep. fair. You know yep. what? I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I have my wife come and stomp the spider. When that happens. <laughs> One time a spider fell into, like, the, the seat of my couch. 
Oh. And I did sit on that couch for like literally a year after that. I'd just sell the couch, I mean. <laughs> Come pick it up, it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assumed it was dead because I sprayed it with a bunch of stuff, but um, it's not worth the risk. <laughs> I just let uh, guests guests of my apartment uh, come sit on it. And I never <laughs> never said a word. It was a test. <laughs> <laughs> Will the spider come out if they sit on it? No. Okay, it's safe. <laughs> I still have that couch. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait, were we the ones who tested it out? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> you only think of a like, few yeah. people who might have stopped by my apartment in those days. Have um, a seat here. <laughs> <laughs> See how it feels. <laughs> Make some more room. Yeah, kick it up a bit. See if anything comes scurrying out. Check under the couch, please. <laughs> Get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, laid back. Relax. <laughs> Just like Donahoe in this movie, suspicious oh, yeah. TV. <laughs> it's like, would you like some more whiskey? <laughs> yeah, would you like a nice bath? <laughs> how about a how about a seat on the couch? <laughs> yes, come sit back, lay back on the couch, relax. Let's play um, shoots and spiders. <laughs> shoots and spiders. <laughs> that board was amazing. The like snakes and ladders board i thought that was really cool yeah i want that that looked cool yeah with the white snake on it <laughs> that's what this movie needed was some white snake in the like <laughs> credits music here Man, we go again that would be great <laughs> if they had because there's a mute there's a, a scene in this movie where the band is playing about a white worm if they had gotten white snake to write a song about the white worm oh my god that would have been perfect <laughs> That would fit. Now, I do love that, like, folk punk band, though. That song slapped hard, man. I listened to the whole credits just because they played it again. <laughs> it made me laugh, but I don't know. That's just not my style. I, I don't like that stuff as much. But I thought it was funny that they had a song about a white worm. <laughs> <in the movie. laughs> Apparently, it's based on, like, a real British-like myth. Ooh, that's cool. The name, I guess, is very similar to whatever the name in this movie is. The Dampton Worm or whatever. I guess in real life it's the Lampton Worm. It did have, like, when they were telling the story, it had a very medieval knight versus dragon fantasy type of flair going on, which was kind of at odds with the Roman uh, Christianity thing, too, but, you know... They weren't trying that hard, I don't think. Maybe that'll be the uh, the next project for the guy who did Green Knight. He'll just adapt the the worm. The white worm. I'd be down for it. That would be cool. I would see the medieval forces take on the worm. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, this movie has no music that you like in it, Terry, does it? <laughs> Bagpipes, <laughs> folk, folk music. Yeah, the I like the the sexy saxophone. Um, very reverby. It made me laugh. I was like, really, we're really playing into this. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, not my style. Neither of those. Um, I did. I actually <laughs> thought the bagpipes was hilarious though. When he, she's like cornered. I was like, what am I gonna do? And all of a sudden, the bagpipes just start blaring. I was like, I just started <laughs> laughing because that was pretty good. I did like that. 
And he's in his like kilt and everything. I'm like, who brings <laughs> your full Scottish getup and bagpipes <laughs> on an archaeological dig? It's just it's so ridiculous because he's like got his whole getup on, and then he has a mongoose. And a grenade. <laughs> and I'm like, where does he get this stuff? <laughs> it's a utility kilt. Apparently. And I loved it when they were walking through the place and they're like, what is that? And it's like a snake wrapped around a mongoose. And he's like, oh, yeah. the mongoose, the snake's natural enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and that mongoose that he had looked very well fed. He was a big, big mongoose. He's, he's going to need a big appetite if he's going after uh, Sylvia. <laughs> That's true. He did not get very far, though. That was so funny because it's like, you know that like something's back there in that curtain. And then when, when he gets over there, the last thing I expected was freaking naked Amanda Donahoe jumping out of the curtains in like full blue paint with the snake eyes and stuff. A little unexpected for Mike, but yeah. it was. That's why it was so funny. <laughs> so I was like, well, yep, would have never guessed that. I think the costume's just so absurd. Like, who expects freaking Mystique hiding back there? I was wondering if that's, like, her, like, real form, or if that's just, like, paint that she put on. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean she doesn't have a snake form? She just really, really wants to be a snake. Yeah, it might be, like, the cult, like, you know, attire that you have to, like, paint yourself up, you know, for the ritual. I guess she was painted up in some of those flashbacks, too, so it could just be... Since she doesn't have the rest of the thing, she's just doing it to be doing it. I kind of thought she had a snake form, but you could be onto something. I mean, she has the big fangs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I like to believe she has a snake form, too, but. I kind of like to believe it's all just a costume now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think she has the teeth and the eyes and the venom for sure, but she doesn't need to be a snake. She's better off as a human <laughs> with snake teeth. <laughs> Much easier to accomplish her goal. <laughs> <laughs> Blends a little more easily in with society that way. And nobody else turned blue. None of the other snake people. Maybe they just weren't like devout enough or they hadn't been followers long enough. Wait, she does have that like tanning bed thing. Do you think she uses that to do anything beside like combats the snakiness i thought that was just like snakes like the warmth you know and so like she just like liked it in there oh i bet you're right it's like a big old heat lamp yeah <laughs> i did want to see more of the white worm though that glimpse we had at the end was pretty cool yeah i like that a lot yeah i kind of wish we got to see more of it as well i bet that like puppet or animatronic whatever it was was pretty expensive for him like it it looked really good and it was in a pretty cool set i couldn't tell like if they were green screening anything in that set that like set piece they had going on or what it was like just a massive puppet yeah i don't know i saw on imdb that the worm's mouth was a painted volkswagen beetle hood <laughs> no way that's amazing <laughs> So that thing was huge. <laughs> I guess it looks a lot like a big snake mouth, apparently. 
Somebody got a white worm just like in the storage room somewhere, like just like that big old prop. Man, I'd love to have that. Put it in the spare bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be terrible. Don't tell anybody. Oh. Just like, yeah, you're, you can just put your stuff in there and they go in and it's just big old. They can sleep in the worm's mouth. Ooh, okay. I kind of like that. <laughs> you could, people would pay for that. Just like Airbnb it. Oh, yeah. You could call it the lair of the white worm. Like, where oh. are they going to stay? Yeah, and you could put all the weird, like, flashbacks as, like, posters in the room, too, just yes. to freak people out. Let's put all the uh, snakes climbing over uh, some crucified man. People will love that. Yeah. <laughs> Serve a bunch of, like, worm-shaped foods, you know? Yeah. Perfect. He could do a lot with this format, I guess, apparently. <laughs> the white worm is versatile. I think with these... um I, I think I found the word I'm looking for. I kept saying subliminal, but I want to say it's more like surreal. Yeah. A lot of this movie. Um, with these surreal movies, I think it's very like kind of hit and miss down to personal preference. Like it's going to either vibe with you or it's not. Yep. Like there's a lot I like, for example, in Reanimator, but there's that one scene, which if you've seen it, you know what it is, that just is like, I'm just like, nope, all right, that's too much. That's way too much for me. This one's not, not nearly that, that far, bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's more trying to have fun the whole time. It slithers towards the line, and then it slithers away. <laughs> Never crosses. <laughs> yeah. Man, I didn't really know what to expect reading about Ken Russell. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot weirder than it was, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit, Fox, I didn't know what to expect when I looked up this this thumbnail on IMDb. I was like, <laughs> what is this movie? Probably like one of the best scenes, too, is that thumbnail in the <laughs> so funny. Hmm, well, you guys got anything else about this one? I think I've got all my stuff. For this one we ready for some overall presentation i'm ready yeah all right so we got a scale we use to rate these movies it goes from burn it pass watch it or buy it in that order we're all gonna give our own little spiel um about this movie see where it lands for us but before we do that this movie reminded me you know uh, in biology class we all learn about these worms there's the earthworm the inchworm um, the mealworm, lots of worms. Uh, but there's this one worm I always remember that stood out to me. It's called the Mike worm. And what was special Wait, about what? the Mike worm was that he always was first whenever there was the dirt to be dug, food to be ate, reviews to give. The Mike worm always came first. So, in honor of the Mike worm, I think, well, Mike, you should go first. Yeah, in honor of the worm, I guess I can do this. As is tradition. <laughs> yes. The ritual. Yes. Yeah, th this movie, I didn't really know what to expect going in, and it was different than I thought. It's not a bad movie at all. I think everything with Donahoe, like I said, was perfect. Her performance was amazing. I found it very funny, humorous, and I, I liked her outfits. The imagery in this movie... It's cool. It has a lot of surreal stuff going on, and I wish it would have either went straight to the surreal stuff, more of that, or more like archaeological side, more Indiana Jones figuring out like more about the white worm. But at the end of this, I would say I've had quite a bit of fun talking about this movie with you guys. I'll give it a watch it from Mike. 
Yeah, you know, I'll agree. I, I liked it to begin with, but the more I've chatted about it with you guys, I think I've liked it even more. Which is really saying something, because I liked it quite a bit <laughs> after watching it. But also, I think if anything, it's made me want to watch some more of Ken Russell's film. I think he might have some pretty cool stuff that he actually was interested in doing, outside of a contractual deal. So that's cool. I think it's a pretty easy watch. Maybe not a buy for me. It was a lot of fun. Good romp. Some good 80s cheese, plus that kind of dry, goofy, Python-esque British humor. So I think a watch is what I'm going to land on. You know, I liked it a lot, but I'm not sure I'm going to revisit it again in the future, despite how much fun it was. Yeah, I was pretty surprised uh, with this movie, too. Um, I love the name. It's just a cool title. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's goofy, but it has a, it's just got this fun style to it that I, I like. Um, I wasn't sold on it at first, but it kind of grew on me as we were, you know, as I was watching it. And then even more so, like you were saying, Fox, as we talked about it, it's kind of grown on me more. Just the, the kind of the goofiness with the worm. The lore is kind of interesting. There's lots of snake jokes, which are fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's some great performances with, yeah, like Sylvia, that character is just awesome. Um, and I mean, there's some stuff here and there I don't like. I think some of the other like characters aren't that great, maybe even unnecessary at times. But overall, I think this is pretty watchable. I, I would give it a watch. It. I, I had a good time watching it. It's funny. Uh, it's amusing. It never had me bored because I was just kind of like, I don't know what to expect from this at all. Like this is <laughs> it, it kept me on my toes, I would say. Yeah, this movie is definitely the Amanda Donahoe show. As soon as she shows up, in this oh man it just gets going hits its groove and it's so funny it's great after she shows up um it starts out kind of rough story's not super great um they kind of just figure it out really um because they needed to end the movie um and some of the connections they draw are not very strong so um that's not great but that's not why you're watching this movie either. Uh, <laughs> it was really funny. I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I thought I would. And it's helped out by some good practical effects. Um, some good music, funnily enough. Um, and some good sets, too, that I enjoyed. I I will give this a buy it, actually. If I saw this somewhere, I would purchase it just because it's so like weird it's got a cool idea it's weird in a good way and it's really funny like this all the humor just worked for me in this one um i we were comparing it to stuart gordon films earlier this is like what i would want his films to be more like i think um for me to enjoy them more so yeah this one i would buy it there you have it. Nice. The end to the treat yourself category. Yeah, a surprise treat. Ah, yeah. <laughs> a white worm. Has anyone ate a snake? No. Nope. No, but I think I would if I had the opportunity Ugh. to try it. I Nope. I would try it. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I would. Ugh. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't. It depends. Maybe it was like they presented it in a cool way, like you know, like the Renaissance Fair or something, where it's like, get snake on a stick, and you're like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'd do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, any listeners out there, if you've uh, tried it, you should let us know how it is, because we'll live vicariously through you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah, I ain't touching none of that. Tell us about your experience. Mail us some snake eggs. Don't do that. No, let's not. I don't. <laughs> no, we'll give. Yeah, we'll give them Fox's address <laughs> if they're mailing us anything. But before we get into all our uh, how to contact us stuff, uh, we did get a, a request for a category. John on Facebook wants us to do some sci-fi movies, some classic sci-fi movies. Ah, yeah, we love sci-fi here. I'm always okay to do that. Yeah. And Mike, it sounds like you got our first pick. I do. I have first pick, and I'm going to pick um, a director that I didn't know existed till TV. Introduce me to him. Andre, or Andre Tarkovsky? Yeah. Stalker. <laughs> I have the Criterion disc. But, you know, you know me, I buy anything, so it's not. <laughs> but maybe, may, who knows what my rating really will be. Heck, <laughs> I own movies, I'd probably give like a burn. <laughs> I blind buy a lot of stuff, so we'll see how this, this lands. I'm excited to hear what you guys think of this one for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. A good request for a category. Thank you. We appreciate it. We love sci-fi here, so. But if you've got a request, or you want to talk to us about what we're saying, eating snakes or what have you, um, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up with your thoughts about the layer of the white worm. Is it a, a good mix of comedy and I don't know cultism? I don't, I don't know how to describe. Honestly, this movie's kind of hard to describe, <laughs> but. Let me know what you think, yeah. Yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. We we do requests, and we, we'd love to hear from you. So be sure to hit us up if, if you're feeling the need. But be sure to tune in next week for the new category. Thanks for listening to us tonight. This is Run The Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.